Broadcasting from Northwest Pennsylvania. You're listening to the Gen Extra Podcast, a show about Generation X, movies, technology, weird news, and anything else they feel like. Join them every Monday morning. Now, here's your hosts, Dave and Joe. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Yes. My yes, new, my new singing, singing intro. <laughs> I, I will apologize up front. I have been battling a, a like an off and on cold now for Ooh, the past. Son of a bitch. I know, right? Like, I think <laughs> I sounded on. a little bit like this when I was down at your house. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it wasn't I, I nearly as bad. It definitely got worse. No, it did. And it's weird because I it's one of those colds that I'm sure, I don't know if you've ever had one like this, but I'm sure you have, maybe you have, whatever. I feel linger. fine. Yeah, I feel fine. Like, I don't feel sick. But as you can hear in my voice, it's all like gravelly and everything is like stuck in my throat. So. Oh, yeah. I've had one of those for like a month. Like, they were terrible. Yeah. And I, but I don't feel sick. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I'm not like, oh, I have a cold. I'm so sick. I'm like, I feel fine. It's just, I just talk like the movie guy now, like one man, one desire. desire. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in. Yeah. Next up on the Gen Extra podcast. <laughs> Come on, let's record. Come on. All right. <laughs> People are like, stop doing your silly. I know. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it's it. just so fun. It uh, is fun. Yeah. So I'm sure all of our listeners appreciate you, you know, pushing through it, Joe. Oh, I'm, I'm really, I'm really sticking it out here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you jumping on and we're still recording for the week. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, so I guess a uh, couple, we have a, a few things to do this show. We have we do have some weird news, uh, yep. which again it comes and goes, and uh, we had some more come back. And I have a notable news story to talk about. It's not only really weird; just kind of want to mention it, right? Uh, but I guess before we get into all the oh, what are we doing at the end? We're doing uh, Google Trends from uh, Google Google yeah. Trends. <laughs> yeah, we're doing Google Trends. <laughs> Whatever Google Trends are, we're doing it today. Hey, let's do some Google Trends, man. Uh, yeah. So from two thousand nine. We're going to the way back. Uh, what is that like? Yeah. Fourteen years ago. Yeah. Why not? Uh, yeah. Right. Why not? What was happening? Uh, we we all need a reminder of where we came from. Yes. Uh, all right. So let's uh, let's jump into the first topic here, which is the is, holding call from the Super Bowl. Yes. The the holding call that shook the world asunder. Yeah. Okay. So I. I'll admit, I, I had the Super Bowl on, mm-hmm. but uh, my friend Jason and his wife were out here, and we were, and my wife, and we were just playing some pool, hanging out, had the game on, we were watching it kind of off and on here and there. I actually did not see this happen live, so I pulled it up on YouTube before we hit record here, and uh, I want you to go first, because I'll give you my opinion on it. Um, okay. Well, uh, a couple of fa- let's let's just lay out the facts first. Yeah, right? what, what because, did this? Why was this so impactful? What happened? So, the game is tied 35-35. Mm-hmm. Kansas City. Now, to be fair, because we got to got to lay out the facts, got to know where everybody was standing and where where the ball was and everything to really put this in context. Kansas City is on approximately the fifteen yard line at this point. Like it's it's like the fifteen and a half yard line. So, their their own fifteen and a half. Like no, 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 they're, they're striking. They're the uh, Eagles, 15 and a half yard line. So they're only, you know, they're only so many yards out from a touchdown or a field Oh, goal. yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. Then the there's a play. Kansas City attempts a pass play, and there is a holding call on the left side of the field that essentially resets the game and pushes and, and pushes Kansas City up. I think it's either five yards or 10 yards. I think a holding call is 10 yards. Yeah. And so it basically reset the game, essentially, gave them a fresh set of downs and it put them within striking distance of either a touchdown or a field goal. Now, ultimately, I think they won the game by a field goal. They did, but then they but, just ran the clock out. Right, and then they, then, which is actually kind of why they did that. But yeah. I, so this holding call, though, has been so controversial because as as you watch it back, it's really tough to tell if it was a legitimate hold or not. I mean, you've watched it a, a few times, right? Yeah, I, I've analyzed this for the past three minutes. So right, which is a, which is a long time to analyze something. Yeah, I am <laughs> I am by no means a football expert. Um, I, I don't, you know, like the, we had Ben on from from the uh, uh, bump and I'm run. Sure. 
I'm sure he has an opinion on this. I'm sure they all do. Yeah, they they have probably all weighed in on this with all their and, and I would consider them experts in the field of of all things football. Uh, so I don't like I said I don't really have that expert opinion on it. But from the layman side of things, I will say okay, he did grab his shirt with his mm-hmm. hand for a second, but. My argument to this, and I'm I'm leaning towards the side of the people who are boohooing this that are saying like this yeah. was not a hold. It didn't impede him whatsoever. Like it didn't change his momentum. It didn't change his direction. It did nothing. He just touched a shirt with his hand around it and let go. Like that was it. For, at yeah, least from what I, I saw. And, and that's certainly what what you're talking about seems to be the uh, the point of contention. At least what I see when people are talking about this online or whatever, that seems to be the biggest point of contention is the shirt grab. Yeah, like I'm watching it again. So he, the the dude, the Kansas City guy gets away, like he gets away from him so fast, and it, like I said, it didn't even change anything about where he was going. So did he? Isn't a holding call like? I don't. I guess if you look it up in the in the uh, the rules, the NFL rules, is that all it takes? Is just to close your hand around somebody? Is that it? Well, I think, and this is where I'm going to play, just for the sake of making this an interesting discussion today. I'm going to play devil's advocate on the call, and mm-hmm. we'll just kind of see where we land. So I also looked into this. Over, <laughs> this would be kind of funny. I also looked into this over the past three and a half minutes. Uh-huh. <laughs> right <laughs> here on the show. <laughs> right here on the show. Yeah. And what I found was mm-hmm. is that at least from the perspective of the referee, the call wasn't just completely based on the shirt pool. So if you go back to the beginning of the play, the Kansas City receiver makes a move and then begins to exit like he makes a move inside and then he begins to go outside. And when he goes outside, mm-hmm. the Eagles player gets his body and arm in front of his and pulls back on it. And then I think it's like a half a second later, you see the shirt grab. So what I've heard from now, I, I now admittedly, I didn't just look at this for the past three and a half minutes or so. I've, I, I actually got some opinions on this before the show. Some players in the NFL are saying that that's really what was impeding his progress and that the call is correct. But at the same time, there are other players, coaches, professionals that are saying, like, that happens on every, every receiving play. That's what I'm saying. There's, there's always some mild contact happening. Yeah. So and, is the ref, was this one, is this grossly more than what normally happens? I don't know. I would say no. I would say definitely not, in my opinion. Again, yeah. I don't watch every football game. I don't. Uh, I can't do like you're this. right. Like I don't know for sure, but just from what I'm seeing, it looks like a typical like kind of football defensive play. Minus, yeah, right. Minus right. a little shirt hold there for a second. I don't know. I mean, I think you know the the timing of this call is obviously what the problem is because you get these controversial calls all the time. All the time. Yes, there are holding calls that happen during the. Re- you're right. That's a great point. You get these calls in the regular season all the time, and people are kind of like, "Well, it was a crappy call," and they shrug their shoulders. This one's getting magnified because of when it occurred. Yeah, it's a 35-35 game in the Super Bowl, with like minimal time left in the game, and it puts the it puts the opposing team into a, a better position, or I guess the opposing team. Opposing saying like I was a Eagles fan, but you know, yeah. it puts the. Uh, I was just rooting for the Eagles. Sorry. Uh, I, I really had nothing. I didn't care yeah, either way. I had nothing. I had nothing on this game either. I just felt like I'm like, if I'm going to watch this game, I at least for me, I want to at least root for somebody. So at least yeah. I'm like kind of into it. If you go into it with a total don't give a crap attitude, it's right, not, it's not as just, exciting. Yeah. Like I was. Well, you're just watching it for the commercials. Yeah. Which, oh, God, the commercials. There, okay. There were some good ones and there were some dumb ones, man. Like, I, oh, oh yeah. I know. I, I feel like. Okay, so this I know we're veering off here a little bit, but I feel like the, like the Super Bowl commercials are not as funny or interesting or fun as they were, say, like ten years ago. I can't help but feel like they're getting worse. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I don't know what other word to use. Like I remember watching the Super Bowl just for the hilarious commercials because if my teams weren't in it, I didn't care. But now it's like they're not even that funny anymore. I wish I could remember the one that. Uh... Like I said, Jay and I were sitting there watching. I was like, okay. I'm like, that was actually pretty funny. I don't remember what it was, but the one that stuck out to me that was not funny was it was a, something based around golfing. Oh, it was like a, it was a beer commercial. 
Okay. Uh, okay. They, uh, they, they were on the, like the, there was like, like major actors in it, but I can't remember who it was. They were putting towards the hole mm-hmm. right? and the, the ball like went really close and the whole way they made this commercial was just kind of silly. Like it didn't even make any sense. Anyway, I'll describe what happened and then <laughs> I'll kind of go into here. But so the, the ball got right next to the hole and then somebody far off in the distance yeah. was sitting by a tree, just chilling like in a, in a open field with a tree. Yeah. And they cracked open, I think it was like a Miller Lite or something. Okay. And in the, the the snap of the lid coming off, it somehow echoed uh through the 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 world. It like Yeah, right. It stirred up some birds. Those birds like spooked something else. It, it somehow triggered like an earthquake and then the ball fell in. Okay. Okay. I'm thinking like we were sitting there laughing about it. Cause I'm like, how did this get made? Because like somebody had to explain this. Uh, and like like a you know they're sitting around a yeah. table with like a bunch of people, and they're like they're like hold on hold yeah, on I got a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> there we yeah. go. But like, you know what's funny? What's not funny? Like, but what's interesting about that is that that almost seems like a regular run of the mill commercial, right? Mm-hmm. I could totally see that being a beer commercial three hundred and sixty four days out of the year. Yeah, it wasn't anything like super special, minus the fact there was some big big names in it, which I don't remember who it was, but yeah. Which, you know, for the show, sorry, I can't remember who it was. I, anyway. <laughs> right, I, I don't know if I would have paid the, what is it, like 30 million or something, or 3 million or whatever it is for a spot yeah. uh, during the Super Bowl. Yeah, we talked about that too, because I was like... For that. I was like, God, like the, the people that had in there, uh, you know, they were probably like, you know, A, you know, slash like B plus actors, like they were, you know, you knew who they were. And yeah. They, yeah, like I said, they had to pay them probably millions of dollars, and they had to pay the network millions and millions of dollars to be on a Super Bowl spot ad and they're like, and they thought like, okay, this commercial, like this is going to do it, man. Like this is going to spike sales. And, and they're like, well, what's the commercial going to be and like, okay. You know, golf thing, guy cracks a beer open. It causes an earthquake. I'm like, okay, I like it. This sounds cool. Like no one's going to be like, like this sounds dumb. <laughs> yeah. I know. So right. Is that really Super Bowl? Uh, is that Super Bowl material, right? Yeah, I mean, good for them for trying, I guess, but I didn't like it. But uh, yeah, so uh, the Super Bowl, though, the hold, the call. Oh, yeah, on that, I, I think the one thing that other that we have to point out, too, is that, and, I, and other people have made this comment, this isn't new, is that Kansas City was already sitting on the 15-yard line. So just the run of, like, just the run of the number chances that they miss a approximately 25 yard field goal is not like the chance of the missing that field goal is, is low. Well, then they, then they bonk one off the post like earlier in the game. Uh, I, you know what? I don't remember. Did that happen? Was that a thing that happened? Yeah, I think they did. It was either them or the Eagles. Somebody did. I don't remember. We're bad at this. Just leave this to the bump. I know podcast. Wait, you're right. We are not. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am as about as casual of, of, a, of a football fan as it gets. Like I like the Steelers, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, me too. Yeah, so I say we uh, let's let's go let's go past the Super Bowl thing because we're terrible at discussing this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> time time to move on. Yeah, so uh, in my uh, notable news here that I found, we're we're gonna slide right into this here. Uh, I found an article it says uh, Zoom, you know, popular, you know, uh, video internet. Uh, what do you call it? Like meeting thing? Like a what the hell you call it? like a windows meeting zoom zoom is a yeah zoom is a, zoom it's what's well, the thing that it's the thing that everybody gravitated to once people were working from home and the yes. pandemic pushing people indoors uh yeah virtual you know virtual con- teleconferencing basically yeah. uh they're gonna be laying off 1300 employees and a massive pay cut oh the ceo is taking a massive pay cut so zoom zoom is hurting they uh like you said with with the pandemic they were booming they i mean that was oh yeah. That was everything. Everybody was using Zoom, whether it was for school, uh, work, literally just talking to your friends. We did Zoom game nights, like everybody was using it. Yeah, we to. and we. I think uh, yeah, me and you also used. I think real early in the pandemic, we had used Zoom for uh, like we were doing. You don't know Jack. We were like screen sharing or something, and you don't yeah. you don't know Jack or whatever. It was fun. It was a way to hang out. Uh, it was a way for people to, to to work and have meetings, and now that that's all kind of going away, uh, yeah, they are they're they're feeling it now. So yeah. Well, did it say did it say how many people that they still employ? 
Well, 1,300 is only 15% of the staff, so they still have quite a large staff. Uh, 15% of your workforce, though, from a percentage perspective, is significant. I mean, from, from just from a percentage perspective is, is significant. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, if you have, if you have a place that has a hundred people and 15 get laid off, I mean, you're going to notice, you know, so as big as this company is, you know, 1300 people, it's not like it's 1300 out of like, you know, half a million. It's uh, you know, so they're going to see it, man. That's a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of people out of jobs. So I feel bad for them. Hopefully the uh, unemployment wherever they're at is good. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they can get a job well, you know, somewhere else it, with uh, Microsoft uh, Teams. Teams, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I, that's what I was going to say. Is I think some of this too isn't just isn't just the pandemic bubble bursting, right? I think some of this too is that Zoom more or less kicked off this re um, this uh, this resurgence of of collaborative, you know, video and conferencing apps, and Teams was was usually was was kind of a was was Microsoft's like business oriented one but it get it has gotten much much more popular since you know over the course of the pandemic and now too and now when people do teleconferencing or video conferencing or whatever i actually don't hear zoom being brought up much anymore which is kind of weird because they were the ones that everybody was gravitating to on day one but here we are two or three years later and it's like eh, well we use this now right or we use google chat now or we use and it's kind of weird to go from like the 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 temporary market lead to like being, uh, you know, sometimes we use zoom, but not really, you know, yeah, it wonder, is, it is I wonder why everybody weird veered. Thing. You think it's cause like, like I never use Microsoft, Microsoft teams. I know my wife does a lot. Is it just, a, is it a better platforms that just work better? Like, I don't know. It, yeah. It's, I, I think that's, I, I think it, it covers more bases to, uh, from, from a platform perspective, because there's like chat and video conferencing and file transfer and it's all seamless. Right. I think I think what made Zoom at least popular at first was it was so lightweight and it was you know you could get people connected really quickly but it was one of those things where at, at once people started using video conferencing and whatever mm. they wanted more features and then so they started uh migrating to other things. Oh so like Teams has maybe like a better UI um yep. just a just a better you know overall user experience perhaps and more features so okay all right it, I, mean, I get it a but. little more seamless yeah but it is it, it sucks though like 15 what is he said 1500 people though right uh, yeah 1300 1300 people 15 percent of the workforce yeah i mean that's still it's it's part of the bigger i don't know if you saw this when you're looking at your data but it's part of the big tech hiring burst or bubble bursting that's happening right now uh google amazon um, Microsoft, uh, a couple, a, a couple, a few other companies, Salesforce. It's everyone's doing staff reductions because during the pandemic, they had basically had a free check to hire whoever they wanted because tech companies were in such a boom at the time, right? Because we were all stuck indoors. Yeah. And now that we're coming out of that, people are reevaluating their staffing and they're like, oh, wow, we're spending how many millions, if not billions on staffing, we have to cut back. So again, not celebrating it in the least bit, but it is a different environment than it was at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. You know, one thing I have noticed too, with the, the one thing that kind of stuck around after the pandemic is work from home, like remote working. Uh, that, Cause I think, I think a lot of companies figured out that uh, uh, I'm, I'm only assuming this because I don't, I don't, I mean, I work from home, but for myself, but I'm wondering if like, so, so they had, they had to have people work from home. They gave them at home positions to do their jobs. It was working. And I don't know what the exact right. reason is that they kept it. I assume that once the pandemic was lifted and like, all right, everybody get your asses back to work. But no, they're like, okay, like just keep doing your thing from home. Right. Right. Was it, was it because, uh, a productivity was actually higher or B was did it have something to do with not having human beings in the office, which made something cheaper for them? You know, I, I don't know. Like, I don't understand. Like, do you you still work from home? You know, here and there. Occasionally, right? I'm a, I'm on a hybrid schedule now. A lot of people do that. I know friends that work yeah. like three days a week from home, two days of work in the office. Yeah. So, do you like? Do you think it's like a productivity thing? Are are people productive more at home? There are, there are so many, I mean, there's, 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 there's a lot of factors that go into decisions like this. I mean, at least from a, like a, from like a corporate policy perspective, you know, like, look, I'll just, we'll just call a spade a spade here. There are, is definitely some aspect of this where, where, where 
business leaders in the business just want to see butts in seats, right? Yeah, exactly, That's yeah. part of it. That's part of it. Like, well, you can't hide that, right? Like, there is still a lot of employers out there who don't really have an interest in moving to like a fully remote workforce, right? They just, they just don't want to do it. Right. Yeah. That's or they just can't. But, yeah. Or, or they just can't because like the office, like, but also, so, so that's part of it. But to be fair to those businesses, there is a good, healthy debate about collaboration in person versus say like purely, uh, you know, conference call, purely virtual, right? Yeah. Like I, I work in an office most of the time and usually a couple of days out of the week I'm remote. I'll be a hundred percent honest with you. Like this is not like hiding anything and I don't care that people know this. I'm more collaborative in the office. Well, I think I everybody am. is. I just am, right? Having an in-person conversation and just bouncing stuff back and forth because when you're in a Zoom call with like nine people, like nine little faces on the screen, yeah, everybody's just talking over each other and it's really hard to do. And then when you're in an office, you can you can kind of gauge when to talk and uh, you know, like, hey, you know, address somebody and, you know, kind of come back and forth. Somebody will chime in when they feel it's the right moment and, and the energy's different. Like you're sitting there with a, with a shirt and tie on and no pants, uh, you know, in this business call, it's not the same. Like, it's just different. So yeah, I agree. I, I think in-person stuff like that is much more productive. Uh, so there's still a place for that for sure. But uh, yeah, I, I just know, like, I wonder if it's just a slow fade that's going to go back to, you know, quote unquote normal eventually, like everybody back in the office. Right. Right. Do we, do we, right. Does this, does this become that just that weird time period? I don't, so I don't think completely, I think what will happen is I think you're going to just going to see a lot of what a lot of corporate America. And, and I think other places around the world, not just the United States have settled on the hybrid, the hybrid schedule. It could be also, it may not even be a, like a production or productivity thing. It literally could just be the the spirits, the uh, your your overall well being as an employee. Like maybe they just found that people that were doing work from home, you know, two three days a week, you know, a couple of days in the office, their spirits were just higher. Like the overall yeah, right, morale right. was just better. And they're like, okay, this is working. Like we seem to have happier employees uh, doing this, and which you know I think is kind of cool if that's the way. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Do you find yourself on days where you just get to work from home? Like, uh, you know, uh, well, there's definitely days where it helps me out on a personal level because yeah. I can, I can, I, everybody, everybody knows this. This is not like a, you're not hiding anything. Like I can actually get important things done here, whether, whether it's because of the kids or I need to do something in my house or I have like, say like a contractor coming over to look at something. Sure. Right? I think everybody does you it. Know? Yeah. You can take advantage yeah. of it, but not in like a, you know, not in a bad way. Not like a bad way, because it's not like something I have to be directly involved in, but just the fact that I'm here at home. You can open the door. To, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It allows me to accomplish certain things that I wouldn't otherwise. I mean, that said, you know, I think there is definitely a concern, right? And that concern is always there that if you have, a say, a workforce of 10,000 non there's a you have a workforce of 10,000 employees that don't, are there, there's not, it's not technically necessary for the to be in the office. Yeah, it's physically harder to manage and organize and collaborate with and also review and kind of make sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing if they're like literally fully remote. Yeah, that is a you know probably a big question for a lot of uh, employers is uh, uh, how much are they, you know, screwing off and not doing their job, you know, but I, I think everybody probably worries about that as long as everybody's pulling their weight, you know, hey. Let, keep keep it going, right? Yep, yep. And that's the thing, right? And at the end of the day, it becomes down to the individual, right? Yeah. The individual is still pulling their weight. It probably shouldn't be that controversial, right? It really, it just, it really shouldn't. But you know, there's still going to be whether big offices, small offices, big cities, you know, suburbs, whatever, where the where the employer is just going to be like, I want to see butts and seats. And I think at that point, you kind of have to, if an employee isn't happy, right? I mean, you kind of have to put yourself back into the to the marketplace of jobs at that point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you like, if you have an eight hour work day and let's say that you're like, you know, you're like, okay, like I need to like, I'm going to pound out here for the first, like, you know, five, six hours, man, I'm just going to get everything knocked off that I need to get done today. And you sort of like freed yourself up a little bit for maybe the last couple right, right. hours. Uh, you know, is it right? No, but you got your work done. And when you're stuck in a, uh, you know, an office and you, and you are limited to, you know, you have to be there for eight hours. Uh, cause I've been there. I've done that where I got all my work done 
And I'm like, okay, I'm kind of like really caught up for the day here. And I got like two hours left. Right. Uh, I'm going to kind of fart around for a little bit and just make myself look busy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know, what do they call that? Boondoggling? Yeah, right. Yeah. You need you need 18 people to push a, uh, to push a, uh, you know, to do the one thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, if you, uh, if you still work from home uh, and you used to have an in-person, you know, in-office job, uh, good for you. Glad you're still doing it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and you know what? Just whatever you do, make it work for you. Yeah. Do your job and there you go. <laughs> and you'll still have, you'll still have your at-home stuff. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's move on, Joe. We have a couple uh, weird news stories we got to get to, and then we're going to talk about some Google Trends here. So you ready for this? All right. Yes, I am. Here we go. From all across the world, there are stories to be told. The strange, the bizarre, funny, freaky, the abnormal, and extraordinary. Grab your beer or pour some booze. It's time for the weird news. Oh, yeah. Yes, in weird news again. You know what I like about those intros? It gives uh, me a quick the, second to take a sip. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly, right? I got my coffee here, right? I can just reach over, yeah. have some coffee, and carry on. I think I got about 15, 20 seconds here to take a quick swig of uh, my Diet Pepsi. Uh, all right, so, uh, yeah, weird news. I have, how many do you have? I have, well, I have up to two. If we okay. want to do two, I've got two. If we're just doing one, whatever. Um, yeah. Why don't you go first, and I'll go next. In case we decide to do three, uh, I'll, be, right. I'll be the middle man here. Okay. This is this is a fun one. So, and I I did not know about this, and I, maybe our maybe our listeners don't either. And I I don't think we talked about this before. If I start to say this, and you're like, wait a minute, I remember doing this. Just stop me. But here we go. So, this comes from SouthernLiving.com. Texans eat pickles at the movie theater and they're surprised to learn no one else does. Uh that is definitely weird. Um would you like yeah, would you like some popcorn and, and pickles, right? For for your movie? Wait a minute. Like actual pickles, not yeah, popcorn flavored I, like someone or, or pickle yeah. pickle flavored popcorn? No, legitimately, no, legitimately. I'm looking at a picture of a Texas movie theater that, you know, how they got the menu in the background. Like right? one of the big and fat the, pickles. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Like a candy, nachos, pretzel, hot dog, pickle, and then like extra, like extra cheese or extra whatever, right? It comes exactly like almost, it doesn't come in like a jar. It comes in like a, a pre, kind of like a, a, oh, like a prepackaged baggie. Yeah. Prepackaged little pouch or baggie or whatever. Okay. But it's a legitimate pickle. Like it's a, it's not like a tiny one either. It's like a full size pickle. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll say this. That is definitely odd for a movie theater. Yeah. But, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect like we, when Grace was in, in high school, like we, we worked the uh, concession stands for those, uh, you know, and when, when Gabe was in like uh, uh baseball and stuff, you know, we would, all the parents had to pitch in and do the concession stand. Everybody had to sign up for it. And one of the things on, on the menus of these concession stands was a pickle. So like we, just, there was just a big jar of pickles that were like, you know, it was a good size looking pickle and, yeah. uh, you just put it out and put it on like, what, like a little, like hot dog, you know, cardboard thingy and hand it to him. So seeing pickles for sale in a concession, you know, environment, I would say is not uncommon, you know, around here, but a movie theater, that's, that's weird to me. That's a little different. Yeah. And, and just think about like the. The acoustics of a pickle, <laughs> yeah, right? just crunch and snapping away. Right. I mean, maybe popcorn is just as bad, but like, I, I don't know. Like, is the pickle? I don't know. See, okay, up here, northerners, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm just not sure. A pickle would be like the thing that I would want, like, even if I, even if we had it on the menu here, right? I'm not sure. I'm like a hot dog, a pretzel, a pickle. I'll take a pickle, please. But wait, wait, do you? Does the movie theater up in Erie, do they have hot dogs and pretzels too? Yeah. Yeah. Do they, they really? have like, yeah, they're like the really, you know, they're just a basic behind the, you know, behind the, uh, whatever you want to call it, snack bar stuff. Yeah. Okay. See ours, well, ours sadly is not there anymore. Uh, right. But we didn't have hot dogs and pretzels at ours. We just had popcorn and candy, like your typical yes. movie theater stuff. I yeah. would say for yours, uh, if a pickle showed up on the menu, being that they already serve hot dogs and pretzels. I don't think that'd be maybe, that weird. Maybe not that surprising. And maybe that's why like 
maybe that's why this isn't that surprising to Texans because I mean, it's, it's already a full fledged snack bar anyway. So what's the difference, right? Yeah. But it would be kind of odd that I'd be sitting in the theater and see someone like just snacking on a big old pickle. <laughs> Cause I mean, plus pickles do kind of have like a, a I mean, smell, right or yeah. wrong. Yeah. They kind of have a smell to them too. So it's like, uh, I don't know if I, Imagine if like the theater had like 50 people chewing on a pickle. Right? Like, I don't <laughs> right. Just a bunch of pickle crunchers. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure that that's something that I want to be listening to in the middle of, of a movie. Yeah. I mean, the popcorn chewing, you know, you can kind of, it's like, I don't know. It's just that ambient noise that you're kind of used to. You know, yeah. But yeah, you someone just swapping right. through a pickle. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'd like that or not. <laughs> it would be weird. Although if I sit in there and I smelt it, I'm like, oh, that pickle smells good. Like I might have to go get one. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of torn on the whole pickle idea. Do you remember? Uh, I think I talked about this before. Do you remember the movie A Quiet Place? Did you ever see that? Uh, you and I have talked about this before. Okay, uh, all I, right. I couldn't remember if we did it on the show or not. I never, I never actually watched it. I just know of it. Oh well, if I mentioned it on the show before, my bad. But real quick, I just every time I think of of eating something noisy in the theater, popcorn, you know, specifically. It takes me back to that moment when I was sitting in the in the movies watching A Quiet Place. And dude, the first, you know, 75 minutes of this movie is rather quiet. And you'd have to like find these moments of excitement or like when like the, like, duh, 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 and then, like the music kind of picked up for a second. And you're like, oh, like trying to hurry up and eat some popcorn and crunch, crunch, crunch. And all of a sudden it's quiet again. And you, and you got a mouthful of popcorn. You have to yeah. slowly just crunch it. Like it was so annoying. Yeah. You're like. You're just like, okay, like, do I, great, because you have to decide, are you going to eat this quickly and get it over with, or are you just going to go real slow? Oh, you had to go slow, because it was, okay. you could hear a pin drop for a lot of that movie. Okay, and, okay. And you're sitting there just enjoying yourself some popcorn. I was kind of like looking around, gauging what other people were doing, and they were doing the same thing, like one piece at a time, just slowly chewing it, like, yum, yum. <laughs> uh, yeah. I couldn't go to the movies to see the second one for that reason, actually. I waited till it came out. All right, so uh, my weird news story, Joe. Let's see. All right, so this uh, this happened in Las Vegas. A uh, a, th uh, a couple of thieves stole the catalytic converter from the Wienermobile. What? <laughs> yes, the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile has been dogged by some thieves in Las Vegas. So they, okay, they, they, is this still the thing where the catalytic converter is apparently worth so much money that people are still taking catalytic converters? Yeah, they're I guess because of what's in them or whatever. Yeah, I think there's like platinum and and uh, rhodium or something like that. A couple valuable uh, you know metals. I don't know how much that they're you know crawling underneath a you know any vehicle with a sawzall and like lopping off catalytic converters and then and you know coming back out and running for their lives. Like, I don't know how much is in it. Like, I don't know how much they get out of these things. Yeah, but th but in this case, instead of just, you know, I guess, I don't know, someone's car on the side of the road, it's 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 literally the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile. Yeah, it's a 27-foot hot dog-shaped vehicle. Uh, <laughs> da, da, da. Oh, it says it's uh, the past weekend for a series of events tied to the Super Bowl. But early, oh, okay. early Friday morning, the Wiener Mobile's catalytic converter was stolen. Sons of bitches. That's so, so, I, I, I don't know. It's so weird. It's like, like, okay, what, what any, any car in Las Vegas. And it's like, I don't know. Let's get, let's get the one off the, <laughs> off the Wiener mobile. Yeah. Oh, so, so they had to, they had to temporarily fit a, uh, like retrofit a catalytic converter, uh, onto it. Oh, just to like, just to get it from like point A to point B. Well, no, it had a scheduled 10 AM appearance that morning. Uh, so they had to, uh, they had to make it work. Like just. Like I think, if your car doesn't have one, I think your car actually errors out. Like it has, uh, has like sensors in there. Uh, yeah, it does. I don't it does. It work. might not even start. Right. Yeah. It, it's like really, if that catalytic converter, or like the back pressure or something, isn't right because it's missing, you most cars won't even. They'll either throw a cell or they won't even start. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Stop stealing catalytic converters. I mean, how much do they even sell for? Like in the, in the store. I want to say maybe like a couple hundred bucks to buy one, right? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. Like, I'm just, that is a great question. One that we would, we would probably need to be running a car repair podcast 
to really understand. Yeah, really. Uh, Ford catalytic converter. Uh, yeah, right. You're looking it up. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Okay, here's one for 99 bucks, 200, 150. Okay, okay. So it is. It is like 100 to 200. Yeah, yeah. So if that's how much they cost brand new, how, what are they getting like 50 bucks for it, like on the open market? Is that worth it? I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I guess. Yeah. I. Here, here's something interesting. <laughs> this is such a topic right now. The Carfax actually has an article out there called Catalytic Converter Theft, the 10 Most Targeted Vehicles. And this isn't from like 2000 or 2019 or anything. This is from a couple of days ago. Oh, okay. Is my so car, is, is like a 2014 a, Ford Explorer on there? Uh, let's see. Let's I'm, hope not. Uh, okay. The Ford F-Series is on there. Okay, the trucks. Okay, probably a bigger bigger yep. uh, catalytic converter definitely a couple a couple um a couple chevy uh trucks and, and suvs some toyotas hondas what's the number uh, one targeted one well they don't unfortunately they don't put it in they just have they just have it in bullet points so it doesn't seem to be a number one target they seem to just have aggregated it into lists however i will tell you this okay yeah what looks to be the to most popular looking car on there in the north, so let's just do it this way, where we live okay. in the northeast, the northeast United States, I'll just pick out some notable exceptions here. Subaru has two on the list, the Subaru Outback and the Subaru Forester, which if you live in like the northeast United you, States, you probably have one. You, see, you probably have one of yeah. these. Yeah, the, the Subaru Forester is about is about as common up here as it gets, right? Yeah. Well, and, I mean, any, any kind of SUV, four-wheel drive type cars are pretty common up here. And and that's what all the, the Ford F series is on here again. Though, however, that said, like the Camry is on here, right? Because I mean, how, there's a bazillion Camrys out there, and the Honda the Honda CRV is on here, the Jeep Pilot. But you know what? Yours is the Ford the Ford Exploder is not on here. No, oh, they probably don't even have one. <laughs> <laughs> there, no, but nobody wants it, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I would say like a truck, uh, a truck would probably be an easier target. Because they're easier to get underneath. Yeah. So that, that would make sense, you know, because if you got like a, you know, Honda Civic, you know, you ain't crawling underneath that thing right? easily. You're going to have to jack it up. Yeah. So yeah, probably the higher cars like like SUVs that you can slide underneath easier. Yeah, probably. Uh, that's probably why they're easier targets. So there you go. <laughs> okay. Okay. I. I uh, what else you find? I have to read you. So helpful of Carfax to put this together. They put together a list of things that you should but that are that is a sign that your catalytic converter has been stolen. Do you, uh -oh. do you, do you want, it's a short list. You want to hear it? Sounds like hell. <laughs> okay. Loud noise yeah. is number one. <laughs> okay. Loud okay. noise. And if the noise doesn't get to you, right? If you, for some reason, you think that's just the way your car sounds. The smell. Exactly. That's yeah. number two. <laughs> Smellier or darker exhaust is number two. Three is sluggish or sputtering acceleration. That's what I was talking about earlier because uh -huh. you don't have any back pressure anymore. Yeah. So sluggish. But then you're also number four. Your check engine light will illuminate, right? Uh -huh. So if that if the top three don't get to you, check that check engine light. Yeah. And <laughs> and number five. Thank you, Carfax. Thank you for giving us the most painfully obvious list on the planet. Number five is damage under your vehicle. Yes, your catalytic converter will not be there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, would someone get paid to write this? <laughs> yeah, I doubt it. Intern. <laughs> yeah, they had the intern write it. They're like, hey, hey, uh, intern, hey, can, intern you get us, yeah. <laughs> can you get us a list of signs of a stolen catalytic converter for the website? Oh, yeah, I'll get right on it. He's like, I don't even know. What is that? <laughs> he's, he's, he's Googling yeah. it, right? <laughs> yeah, he's just Googling it. Like, what is a catalytic converter? He's like, oh, I had one of those once. Yeah, or my, my car has one of those. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We actually have time, Joe. We can probably do your other other story too. What was your last okay. one? So I have letter arrives mm -hmm. more than 100 years after being posted. Wow. Um, yeah. Talk about slow, huh? Yeah, that's really slow. Uh, so okay. Wait a minute. So how do wait? Uh, it, did it literally get lost like under this, something? Well, this is okay. So this is South London. Uh, Hamlet. So it finally got. It, that's what I'm. That's what I'm reading up on here. I'm trying to figure out like what even happened. So apparently, it finally arrived at its intended address. So it just got. This is the wild part. It just got delivered normally, like like any other piece of mail. It's not like it was like at the post office 
and somebody found it under like a desk or something. It just finally got sorted correctly and delivered to its correct address. Wow. In for a hundred years? I know. In Hamlet Road, South London, much to the bewilderment of the current occupants. Uh, uh, yeah, for sure. Okay. So, so the, uh, yeah, the current occupants. So who, who was the original intended? Obviously, like obviously not them, but right. It's whoever actually, it, it, it was intended for that house that it got delivered to. Uh, it, so whoever was living there at the time, which apparently according to the letter, I'm looking at it was a Mrs. Oswald Marsh. Okay. All 18 right. Hamlet road, uh, with the rest of the address on there. Does it say what the letter was about by chance? It's okay. So it was, uh, yes. Um, cause that would be okay, amazing. So it, it was actually relatively boring. Well, like I'm it's sure not it was, exciting yeah. or anything, right? It was, it was written by a, by a Christabel Minnell. Okay. So a very, very old timey name there. Uh, they were on holiday in Western England. And then fortunately they're on holiday and she's saying, I've been most miserable here with a very heavy cold. Oh, really? <laughs> That's yeah. what it says. <laughs> yes. I've been most miserable. <laughs> yeah, that's and that's that's all she's doing is she's just commenting on where they're staying. And then she's like, I, I'm 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 also sick right now. So it wasn't very exciting. It's not like it was like a uh, World just, War One letter or right, something. Right. Yeah, like that. nothing of any kind of importance. Uh but it's weird that this letter just survived in transport, you know, however it, you want to say yeah. it. Like, where did it go? It couldn't just keep passing hands. For a hundred years, like I don't know where this I, thing goes. You take it. Like, I, yeah, did it fall under a desk at the post office for a hundred years, and then someone was like, someone found it. They're like, oh, oh crap. like we what, better. What do we do with this? But I think what's even funnier though is that whoever did find it and finally sorted it correctly didn't even think about it. They were just like, oh, here's something we forgot to deliver for a hundred years. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I guess they wouldn't know, you know, that it. I mean, it would look old. I mean, the paper itself had to look yeah. ancient like 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 something you'd like find like an old like a uh, uh, treasure map like it, it's gotta be looking like real yellow real old i guess that that still wouldn't deter uh you know the postman from being like well this looks too old to deliver so yeah, yeah i mean they're just gonna throw it in the mail like here you go so i, I hope they framed it or something that's kind of a funny you know that's a funny story it, it is. It does say, too, that they're not exactly sure how, why it finally got delivered. That continues to remain a mystery. It's not it's it's not clear. And it it honestly, I mean, with without any evidence of anything else, it just seems like the post office found it somewhere, just resorted it and delivered it. Yeah, they moved a they moved a box or like said a desk. I'm like, oh, hey, look at that. Like, so, yeah. There's a letter there. And just a final note on this. It's actually still in really good condition. Like the, the letter inside was perfectly legible. It, it was almost, it's almost preserved because wherever it sat probably wasn't like a damp place or anything like that. So they turned it over. Any, what they ended up doing, they ended up turning it over to a historical society and they, they, they have it also, whatever. Yeah. But hey, it, yeah, hundred, cool. hundred years. It finally got there. There you go. All right. Well, Joe, let's, uh, let's jump into, let me pull up my thing here. Here we go. Uh, we're going to do Google trends from 2009. Yeah. <laughs> yes, as we as we rewind to 2009, right? Yeah, that sound effects kind of sucked. <laughs> that, I like the rewind. That's a, that's a fast rewind. It was. Yeah. All right. So uh, what the hell? Right. Okay. So if you're if you're not familiar with Google Trends, we've done these before. We're just seeing what the hell people were googling in 2009. So I'll give you I'll give you a choice of topics. Oh, okay. Here we go. You could pick from books. No. Images, map searches, mobile searches, new searches, recipes, and the fastest falling and the fastest rising trends. Um, do they have like a tech, like no tech trends? This is no, the, the data from the 2009 set is a little bit limited. So you only get those things that I just said there. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, we can read through, you know, some of these, but uh, the first one that jumps out to me, what kind of recipes were people looking for? Like what were people right. eating? What were they making? So, so life, life in 2009, this is what everybody was making, or at least searching for to make in 2009. Chili. Okay. Chili's the number one result for 2009. Now, do you think that's, I mean, that that's I probably know. not the same today, right? I wonder what, what about 2009 made that special? I don't know. I guess, you know, should we compare to. It's 
it's not there today. I can tell you that right now. Yeah, like what's 2022? Like what was what was the top recipe I, search for 2022? Sugo. S-U-G-O. What the hell is that? Oh, no. Hold on. But get this, though. Get this. So the second place result in 2022's recipe search was Cincinnati chili. Oh, okay. A little, little fancier. So, I wonder what makes the difference so there. Is, is chili just one of those consistent things that people tend to search for? Like, because they want, they want a recipe for it. Maybe. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, I don't search for recipes for chili. Okay. I you kinda, just make the ones that you know, right? Yeah. I mean, like my wife will yell at me because there, there's a, well, she yells at me, but, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll have a discussion. You, yeah. We'll have a discussion. Yeah. Because there's a recipe on the back of like the chili packet seasoning uh, thing. Yeah, you can find one anywhere. Yeah, it's like, you know, can of this, can of that, some of this, beef. And I follow that loosely. I like to add other things to it. She doesn't care for it when I veer from the, the recipe on the packet. <laughs> I'm like, but I want to add more beans and more of this. Yeah. And some, you know, green peppers and onions. Like I want stuff in it. So yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't like, I'm not a big recipe follower per se. Uh, but yeah. So what's uh, what else was trending in two thousand nine? I like to, the comparison. We got we got to go back and forth between. Yeah, you know, we last can year. we can definitely we can definitely do that. So the second most popular recipe in two thousand nine shouldn't come as that big a surprise. It's still relatively popular today. Maybe not twenty two, but I, I bet we see it other places. But it's it's meatloaf. Meatloaf. Okay. I could see you, that one. You know, maybe. are you a meat person? Do you like oh, meatloaf? I make a I make a mean meatloaf. Actually, the you meatloaf mean is. Meatloaf. Okay. Yeah, like that's my that's my dinner I have to make when it's meatloaf night because I, I I'm I'm pretty good at it. I'm just gonna say. Oh well, I next time I'm down that way, yeah, toot, you toot. know, I I would like to I would like to sample the meatloaf. Oh yeah, dude, we could definitely it, have a meatloaf night. And this fell off by twenty two. It's not in the top five. Look, well, so it might be in the top ten somewhere, but it's. It is not. Uh, it is not in the top five of of twenty twenty two. No, it does not look to be in the top ten either. Wow. So I'm sorry. Meatloaf has just plummeted Dang. since two thousand nine in, in in popularity. What happened to Meatloaf? I like, don't know. Maybe people just figured it out. Like they just know now. Right. Maybe it got searched so much in two thousand nine that everyone was just like, "Oh, I got this." Yeah. Now everybody else is like you know Meatloaf connoisseurs now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you, 2009. Yeah. So what what was trending in third place uh, last so, year? So third is cheesecake. Cheesecake. You like cheesecake? I like cheesecake. I love a cheesecake. I never made one. Like, I, I don't... Uh, I. It's risky. Making a cheesecake is risky if you don't know what you're doing. It is. I like to buy the ones from, like, Walmart. That mm -hmm. have, Pre-made. Mm. It's like a little, like, uh, a little cheesecake-looking pie, like a little round cheesecake, and it's got... Yeah. Like, ah. So they make, like... They'll make like eight cheesecakes and then they'll separate all of them and they'll make like a little cheesecake sampler. You know what I mean? So they'll have like one slice of this and one slice of that. Uh, it's amazing. Do you ever get those? I have gotten them. And unfortunately, because of the way they're packaged up, you know, you can often lead to uh, accidentally eating a bunch of them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, man, that chocolate one was good. But that that one with the red swirl. That looks yeah. really good too. We can't, we can't let just can't let that just sit there. Nah, they're, they're kind of small slices. I'll, I'll have one of those too. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love cheesecake. All right, let's go to a different. Uh, let's do a whole other category. What else is on there? All right. So let's do. How about how about um, how about images? So images. you know how Google has specifically Google image search, right? Yeah. So you don't have to do you don't have to do just like the text search. You can do an image search. Oh right? yeah. Okay. So number one image in 2009 was lady gaga okay people just want to see that, what she looked that, like huh i i mean i guess right but, but that was also what was it like from like 2000 her like biggest years were like 2007 to like 2000 something in the tens i think so i think it makes sense that in 2009 she was the top image search i, I guess it makes sense right okay what were people searching for last year uh what? let's see let's see I go, I'm going to actually open this up in a new tab. Mm. It's Lady Gaga again. Yeah, you're like, I'm like, okay, I think something's wrong here. No, no, image, image search of 22 was, I got to find it here. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm mm. looking, I'm looking. There's a, there's a lot more data on 22 than there is 29. 
So it's harder to narrow down the list here, but 29. Oh, yeah, 2009. I'm like, 29. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Here's what's weird the 2022 information doesn't narrow the topic down by images, where in 2009 they did. Well, however, what I can tell you, though, is in like the people and actors mm -hmm. and other specific word search categories, Lady Gaga does not come up at all. Okay. So, she, so she's off the radar a little bit. Uh, yeah, right. I don't, by 22, she's not at least on the radar as much, I guess you could say. Uh -huh. what's, uh, what's one more image search that was happening in 2009? Uh, this was kind of interesting. This one is not a person. It's just the new moon. Images, new moon. So that makes me wonder, is this in reference to something that's... That was happening? Yeah, probably, there's probably a new moon you know, thing happening. Wait, is the new moon, is that when it's a full moon or there's no moon? Yeah, this is interesting. I'm looking at the... I'm actually looking at the search trend from 2009. And right between November 15th mm -hmm. through November 21st, 2009... New moon just spiked up like a hundred, like, like, uh, a lot for some particular reason. So, oh, I, I got it. Oh, I got no, it. I know what it is. I, I know what it, it is yeah. too. You know what it is too, it's right? Twilight. It? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it just hit me. Yes. I know. I know. I was just sitting here because I was looking at some related searches yeah. to it and I'm like, oh, oh, yes. Uh, okay. So uh, people are Googling a new moon. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, why does everybody want to see the moon? Uh, no, yeah, tw Twilight, the new moon. Yeah, that was the what second one, the second one in the series, I think. I, I think. I think. I, I, think? I think. Yeah. So I it, should know it, this. I'm a closet. It all, uh, it all makes sense now. Yeah. All right. I'm actually looking because now that I'm curious. Uh, okay. I see. There you go. So the full moon is the full moon, which we all know is a you know the big bright you know full circled moon. Right. The new moon is not there at all. It's the shadowed moon where you can't see it. Like it's uh it's not an oh, eclipse. Right, right. It's it's just shadowed or or not or not, not shadowed, but it, it's its own shadow. Like it's it, there's right. not enough of the sun hitting it right. that you're seeing it. And that's and that's what's considered an actual new moon, right? Yeah. But yeah, so but according to the search though, it's for the uh uh for the 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 lovely teeny bopper vampire werewolf show. Oh God. Movie. Don't uh, <laughs> I, there. Okay. There's one thing. Don't uh, say it. What <laughs> do you hate twilight? I, I, okay. I'll just say it this way. I Joe. am not a fan. <laughs> I'm not a fan. I love twilight. I just think they are, so, they are the most, not only they're the most ridiculous books, but they are their most ridiculous movies. And I am allowed to have that opinion, goddammit. Yeah, no, I know. It's okay. It's okay. I, there's a lot of people that don't care for them. I'm not like, I'm not walking around with like Edward versus, you know, oh, Jacob I shirt saw, on. Uh, I saw you the other day walking down Dempsey Town Road with your <laughs> Just a with picture your of Rob Pattinson's face on my shirt. Yeah, right, with Team Edward. <laughs> yeah. Actually... Actually, you know what? You have to do that now. Yeah, make that shirt just says Team Edward. Yeah. You make. I want you to make yourself a shirt that says Team Edward, and I want you to make your wife a shirt that says like Team. Is it Team Jacob? Oh, she wouldn't wear it. No, she she's she Team wear, Edward. We're okay. all we're Team Edward in this house. Yeah. Oh, it's a full Team Edward house. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we actually talked about this before. Remember, we we did like a whole episode about vampires. Uh, oh yes, that's right. Versus werewolves, like we were trying to decide what we'd rather be. So uh, we don't, we don't I, need to get back into that. No, Go. we we don't. But let's. I'm just. Gonna, let's just. <laughs> yeah, I guess let's just move beyond the Twilight vampires. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Give me something else. We got a couple more minutes here. Let's do one or two more of these. Okay. So I am going to go to what was the map searches, map searches from 2009. So where number one, we're going or wanted to go. Oh, they wanted to. So like, think about it this way. Like you can, I've, I've done this a bunch of times. Like I've gone to Google maps and then turned on satellite view just to see what something looks like. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, okay. I, and for some reason in 2009, Mount Everest was trending. Number one, huh. did something happen with Mount Everest in 2009 that caused its map search to be number one? Did, uh, I don't know, did somebody like, uh, you know, someone 
pass away on it or something? Or was there, uh, I don't know. I'm actually looking up uh, 2009 Mount Everest disaster. Oh, what's this? Oh, uh, tragedy. Uh, says Everest 2009 tragedy and sorrow with 11 fatalities on various peaks this season. Okay, so there was a disaster in 2009. On oh, okay. Oh, that would be why. Okay. Oh, well, that, I, I do know this about Mount Everest. This is like one of those like stupid things that, that I know about that, you know, it's, I mean, whatever. This is one of those facts. Mount Everest deaths, right or wrong, I'm not, not getting into the politics of it, do occur. They do occur every year. It's just something nobody talks about. And something about this, something I think now that I, I, I reach back into like the, the back of my head here, mm -hmm. this one in 2009 must have been worse than most deaths on Mount Everest. Yeah. And people was, it, to... was it, was it worse? Was, was it like a bunch of people or something at one time? Uh, yeah. I think it said like nine people like on, on a trip. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, so, yeah. I don't really remember that sadly. I mean, you know, it was pretty horrible thing to happen, but yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely. Like, it's way back there in my memory somewhere that I don't even recall it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, so yeah, there you go. I know they have like, uh, I, I've seen like different shows and, and movies and they talk about like, uh, you know, they can't get people down if they pass away up on the mountain. That's true. I've heard that as well too. Like it's a real problem if somebody passes away up there. Yeah. So either they just get, you know, eventually covered in, in snow. Yeah. Or, but they have like, uh, I know, I can't remember exactly. So I'm just kind of paraphrasing from memory. They have like markers where like, okay, when you get past like blue boots, like the dead guy laying there with blue boots on, like they have that as like a point of reference. I've seen that too. In fact, one of the things that kind of bursts your bubble about Mount Everest is that in my mind, before I learned about like that people kind of die, I don't want to say regularly, but there is a pattern of deaths up there. Mm -hmm. That I always thought that like scaling Mount Everest was one of those things where it's just like in the movies, you're the only one up there and there's no one else around for miles and the wind is blowing and you're, you know, you're putting your hook into the side of the mountain. And that's, that's not actually what scaling Mount Everest today is like. No. Did you know that? No, no, it's, like it, it's, it's like a line of people. Wait a minute. When you get near the peak of Mount Everest, if you're there during the busy season. Oh, dude, it, it is a, it is a convoy it is a line of people like like, yeah. you're, like you're trying to get into a, a uh like an, yeah. an event you know yeah you're waiting you're waiting to get on the roller coaster yeah <laughs> exactly yeah yeah it's ridiculous i was just looking here uh i love how we're, just, we're gonna end the show on such a grim note um, i know like how many people died uh 310 people have died on mount everest since two or since 1953 okay uh i was trying to see like how many people a year but you know, I think that just really fluctuates. It's not like, you know, like exactly nine people a year. Right. Uh, no. So, yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's, you know, 300 plus people up there somewhere. That's terrible. Eventually, eventually, there's going to be too many, like sadly. Well, and that's, that's actually an article that I read a couple of years ago is that are there actually, it seems ridiculous to say, but there are apparently too many people scaling Mount Everest. Yeah. Yeah. Like it became like really popular and, you know, people will go there. And there's only like, I remember too, watching some of these shows, uh, there is a window of opportunity that gives you the best possible, uh, you know, the best possible climate uh, and weather to climb right. Everest. So that's why there are so many people doing it because it's such a short window that hundreds of people will show up to do this every year. Yeah. And so you get stuck in line, right? Yeah, you do. Yeah, which would, uh, that would suck. I would not enjoy that, actually. So, it's absolutely, I remember when I saw that, I was just like, now, no, don't get me wrong. If you scale Mount Everest, yeah, just I mean, getting good for you. up to there. Yeah, it's, that's freaking amazing because the it's not, the line, the way I understand it, the line starts to form near the peak. It's not like you're in a line the whole way there. You still have to get up the mountain. And there are various, the way I understand it, there are various ways up the mountain from from like difficult to like extremely difficult, right? So there are different ways up the mountain. That said, you you, you doing that is still amazing. I got, I'm just poking fun at the fact that you get to the peak and then you have to wait in line. Yeah. Oh, they do too. They'll, they'll, they'll like, okay, now it's my turn. Take a picture. Okay, I'm done. And they can't be up there very long either because there's like such minimal oxygen up there. No, yeah. and that's where I heard that's actually one of the biggest risk factors. It's not the climbing. It's standing in the two-hour line at the top of the peak. Yeah. 
Yeah, they've had. I think they've had people die waiting in line. Yeah, like that's crazy yeah. to me. I mean, again, like I, you said, good for you for climbing Everest. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I guess most people don't even make it to the top either. They they get like up to like a certain peak and like okay, that's far enough, and they leave. Well, because it's like you you know you go, you know you you go to get in the restaurant and you find out the line is out the door and you're like nope. Yeah, nope. I'm leaving. <laughs> Let's go to this one here. Like I don't like it as much. Yep. I don't care. <laughs> and they do have what I understand is they're actually all alternative. They're not the peak of the mountain, but they're alternatives, right? You know, because if you're not going to wait in line at the peak, you might as well go somewhere else. Yeah, I will say that would be quite the picture to hang on your wall. <laughs> oh, of course, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you like with a with a selfie stick, you know. Uh, <laughs> People don't use those anymore. But yeah, just taking like a picture of you up on top of the hill or on, on the hill, the mountain. Uh, on the hill, on yeah, the right. Hill. I climbed up this hill today. What was it? Mount Everest. It was, it was, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. We, I think we need to wrap this sucker up, dude. We've been, we've been all right. going a little bit over here. So let's, uh, let's finish out, guys. Thank you all for tuning in on another one. And we'll see you on the next one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Talk to you next time. Right, later.